Hey everybody, it's the Big Boss Show. Welcome back. It's a show where we come to you with somebody that may have not always been a big boss but shares his or her perspective that we can learn from. Today I'm joined by a very special guest. We have Richard Blank, CEO of Costa Rica Call Center. Richard, welcome to the show. So great to be here today on the Big Boss Show. Can't wait to share some ideas with you and your audience, Davron. Awesome. So uh, tell me a little bit about yourself. Um, well, once again, I'm an owner of a 150-seat bilingual call center in Central America. I'm originally from Northeast Philadelphia, and my education really goes back to Spanish and communication, which prepared me at 27 to move abroad and to integrate into Costa Rica. And my friend owned a call center and allowed me to come down for a couple of months to do some English training, and I fell in love with it. Not only the industry, but the paradise here, and I decided to stay. And in my mid-30s, I threw my hat in the ring and started my company. And here we are 14 years later. Wow, that's amazing. So uh, what, what, what made you uh, get into the call center? I kind of was uh, thrown into this. Once again, I was just teaching English at a center. But you kind of saw the art of speech. Today, Davron, a lot of people are doing things through omni-channel non-voice support through chat and emails. And when I was here, I got to see bilingual agents speaking on the phone, converting calls and getting positive escalations. I found it fascinating. And then in a call center structure, you have a quality control department, you have predictive dialers and an IT department with a server room. So imagine that sort of structure to support you when you're making your calls and doing your work. So I kind of learned the business from the inside and out. I didn't start as a C-level executive. I started from scratch. So I got to see all the good and the bad times of what it was like to be an agent. And Davron, I kind of figured out what to do in order to enhance the experience for the agent and for the client. Okay, awesome. Um, so, what, your Costa Rica. What, what, what? How'd you um, move from from there? How'd you get up? End up in Costa Rica? Got very lucky. My friend had a call center here. It could have really much been anywhere in the world, but I did know this when I was in my teens and twenties. I had to become bilingual. So, by learning Spanish, made me marketable, and I was able maybe to get a job. I just didn't realize how far this was going to take me in my career. And so, as I say, you might get a one in a million opportunity to cross your path every now and again. And at that age, if I could get past my parents' guilt, I could live anywhere in the world. So I decided to move to Central America and to see what it was like. And as I was mentioning, if I kept an open mind in regards to the culture and traditions and learning a second language, my experience here was much easier than somebody that would be coming here expecting them to be just like the United States. Okay, awesome. And uh, learning a, another language is pretty, pretty difficult. Uh, do you have any, any suggestions or how, how you did it? I most certainly do. When back in the day, I had the option of learning French, German, or Spanish. So in my teens, I decided to learn Spanish because I know I could use it outside of the office. But in order to learn a second language, to me, it really needed to be very interactive. So besides sitting down and memorizing your grammar, which is the hardest part, I enjoyed watching movies in Spanish with Spanish subtitles so I could master the phonetics. I enjoyed going out with intercambios with individuals to have coffee with or to walk around the mall and to pick out certain things and describe them. I liked reading in Spanish, which was a very good concentrated area to understand the grammar and the flow. And if you don't have a passion for it, it'd be very difficult to continue studying languages. And so for me, there was a lot of positive reinforcement so when I was practicing and even stumbling and making a few mistakes, individuals were correcting me and letting me know I was doing great. 
And as I say before, the sort of reactions that I was getting while speaking a second language really encouraged me to continue my studies. Okay. Okay. And wh wh where can uh, people find you? Um, if you have any uh, links, anything like that? Oh, of course. Well, first is they can buy a first class plane ticket out of Florida and just fly down here like yourself. But if they want, they can give me a call, 888-271-6750. I also have a very strong Facebook fan page here of about 97,000 Costa Ricans. So when this Big Boss show goes live, Davron, you're going to get tens of thousands of new fans that are going to know you. And if somebody goes to this page, it will give them a chance to really get a pulse of the business process outsourcing industry in Central America. Costa Rica, we're north of Panama and south of Nicaragua. We have the only democratic society in Central America, and there's no standing army. So all that money got put back into education. We have a 95% literacy rate, very good infrastructure. And so companies such as Amazon, HP, Intel, and Oracle are here. And also we have the most beautiful ecotourism. So people come here for the waterfalls and the volcanoes and the beaches and the zip lining monkeys and iguanas. And it's just a wonderful, wonderful place to visit. And so I encourage your audience to check us out. And I think they'll be very amazed on the sort of amazing things happening in Costa Rica. That's amazing. And uh, you're, you're, you're making these calls, uh, your team is making these calls. How, how are they pitching in two different languages? That's an excellent question. Well, once again, these agents are walking into my center bilingual. And to me, that bears the mark of higher education. What I try to do, Davron, is to reduce any sort of bad habits that they might be bringing to the table. Or if they're a brand new agent that never worked in a center before, I can mold them. It's very easy to teach someone a CRM system and a phone system. Half of my call center does inbound support, and the other half does outbound prospecting, appointment setting, and lead generation. And so when agents are making these sort of phone calls, it's extremely important to give them all of their resources so there's no fear. Since English is their second language and there is certain levels of intensity from their concentration because they're translating and working, to me, I, it puts them more in the now. It puts them more in the moment. And by encouraging them to increase their vocabulary through a thesaurus for similes, they can speak a little bit more diplomatically and have some strategy on the call. I focus on rebuttals, a lot of active listening. There's a ton of confirmation questions that we can ask. And I guess my favorite thing, that Ron is a positive escalation, because if you're calling into a business and someone assists you prior to transferring you to a decision maker, it's very important to let the decision maker know verbally and in writing how amazing their coworkers are. And so these are some of the good faith soft skills that we teach here in order to not only fulfill the needs of the agent, but my goodness gracious, the sort of conversion ratios we have by differentiating ourselves from just people that are hardcore selling and trying to angle their way into a business. It really makes a difference. And we're in a very strict Catholic country, Davron. So it's very important that the agents can go home and tell their parents what they do for a living. Okay, great. And that, that was really important what you said about the, the having the resources. Um, what, what, what do you, what, what's your strategy for dealing with, with conf conflicts um, in your, with your team? That's a, that's a very, very excellent question in regards to conflicts with my team. Davron, I, I think the first thing I, I knew is to show empathy. Since I walked in their shoes and made these phone calls before at my friend's center, I understood what it's like. So also, not just in a call center industry, but being a big boss in any sort of vertical, 
you have to make sure that the people work with you, the synergy, that you give them their dignity. You don't make them feel expendable or like a robot. And by having that sort of foundation, mutual respect, the individuals may be willing to accept your culture, to come back to work and to try. And so for me, once again, it's very important to have a quality control department. So I'm just not gonna let you start making phone calls. There is structure that we have here, my friend, where we will grade you on KPIs, which are key performance indicators. There's certain metrics that you have to do to qualify a call. But Daron, you and I really focus on the soft skills. It's imperative to use people's names. Once again, to clarify, any sort of miscommunications to ensure a very positive phone experience. I try to reduce certain talk times so the agent or the client do not need to repeat the information. And once again, by showing active listening, we can deduce what's important on a phone call and not waste time. And so there really is an art to a speech. And as long as somebody does this outside of the office and does dedicated practice, like what you and I do off the camera and when we're not in podcasts, can only increase your skills. And so I can totally see when people are once again mastering this craft outside of the office, they're some of my top performers. Okay, great. I, I mean, I know that sometimes when you're when you when you're using a second language, it's like in English, uh, when people when I get calls, you know, there are certain pronunciations of words um, that are not what we're used to. So how, how do you how do you teach that? Well, that's a wonderful question. I do it multiple ways. Like for an example, in the Northeast, you might call it the beach, but we call it going to the shore. So I'd have to teach somebody that. And let's just say, hypothetically, there's a word that might be complicated to pronounce. I allow them to write it out phonetically. They still need to learn how to spell it. But there are the vowels, which could be giving them challenges. And certain letters here are silent, like the H, for an example. And so once again, if they can write it out phonetically, then they would be able to pronounce it properly. But yes, there are certain areas of the states that have their genres and their personalities, and we try our best to teach them why certain areas of the states have their certain sort of traditions and cultures. But as I say before, it's a really good learning process for them. And so as long as they don't get complacent, and become commercialized and start repeating things over and over again and just becoming plastic. They can, even if they need to ask you that, Ron, to explain what that word is or why in that area of the United States is so special, it could really build the rapport. It's more of like a me too technique. It, once again, you're, you're, you're putting your checkbook away and these individuals can show some sincere interest. And I believe that those are what makes certain phone calls a much better quality. Okay, great. How I'm curious, how do you deal with um, employee motivation if, if somebody uh, is just having a, a bad day? Um, you need to talk, to talk to us about that. Well, my company culture here, if someone's having a tough time, I, I have a gamification culture. So I'm an avid collector of classic pinball machines, retro arcade machines. And so what I like to do is to have a neutral environment that runs so individuals can let off steam, recharge batteries, make friends from people from other departments and, and hang out with El Jefe. But if it's something to where they're out of character and I've seen days where they were better than that, what I have to do, my friend, is realize that there are certain situations that might be affecting them outside of the office that I'm not aware of. And so the first thing we do is not cause a scene on the floor. We'll bring this individual to an area to decompress, 
allow them to speak in their native tongue what's bothering them. And we try to find some solutions. And so sometimes it's just a matter of putting some water on your face, taking a five minute break, having a cookie, some coffee, or possibly listening to a phone call. And through self-analysis, they can make that self-improvement because I might not need to tell you that you're speaking too fast, speaking too loud or interrupting the client. You're smart enough to know that. But Davron, if we just take a time out for a second, listen to one of your phone calls, you yourself, my friend, will realize that you're a little bit out of sync. And so for me, I could always tell you a thousand times, but you yourself, once you know that you need to make that sort of area of improvement, that's when we can start mastering levels and grow. So really a lot of it is interactive and a lot of it is, is self-reliance and self-confidence because at here, I just can't hit the ball and drag Johnny. It just doesn't work that way. Somebody has to be constantly improving their skills. That's amazing. That's really good stuff. Thank you. So I know, I know we, we touched on um, that the talent is, is there. Um, what, what about financially? Why would, why would a company, you know, start or move to Costa Rica? Oh, that's a wonderful question in regards to companies that are scaling. There might be smaller companies that are working out of, of a smaller office, a half a dozen agents or people that are just starting out on their own with one person. And it would give them a chance to scale with us in regards to our infrastructure. A lot of larger companies will use us to compare apples and to be able to offset some of the work that they have in the United States. And it really all depends on the vertical. I mean, there's a lot of campaigns, Davron, that I will turn down for the fact that, A, I don't think I'd feel comfortable with it or the agents wouldn't be able to fulfill the needs. So we're very selective of what comes in here. But this is what I do know, that if somebody calls me, it is my pleasure to listen to them very carefully and to walk backwards in regards to their needs to see once again if we can meet on the same page because we have to follow Costa Rican labor laws here. And so a lot of things in the United States are different. And so I just wanna make sure that we're very transparent and that we are able to meet in the middle and that I can fulfill those sort of expectations. But as I say before, certain companies are looking to work with us in regards to our infrastructure, my writing ability, my training, the bilingual agents, and the fact that we have such a large labor pool, it might be much easier for somebody to be able to scale virtually than they would in their own hometown. That's great. Anything else you, you, you want to add? Absolutely. I think that if somebody wants to be a big boss, you realize you have leverage. You could hire or fire somebody and make or break somebody. I think you should choose the former. You should be very humble and grateful with those with whom work with you. And I also believe that big bosses need me time. They need to step away from the company from time to time. And they need sort of meditation or a place to be able to decompress because walking away and sleeping on something allows you to prioritize and to readjust yourself and come back. A lot of it has to do with impulse control and maturity. It took me into my mid thirties to start my company, not saying I wasn't capable. But there are certain times of your life when you do understand the responsibilities of job security and of legal contracts. And then I, I guess my final thought on, on something like that with being a boss is, as I'm saying, is to be able to work with your people and seeing where you can delegate, where you can find areas to promote people. In order for me to grow, I needed to extend these sort of responsibilities to some amazing people at my company. And in doing that, I've been able to grow to over 100 people 
and be in business for over 14 years. And I guess that's pretty much that. But, you know, once again, being a boss, it, it's really not for your ego. My main goal here, my friend, was to see how many families I could feed and what I could do here in a very competitive industry. And so maybe I might be able to destroy any sort of misconceptions on what it would be like to be a telemarketer, a call center owner, and even a CEO, because a lot of us out here are extremely appreciative of those that work with me. And we count our blessings every day. And so in my situation, I'm, I'm in a luxury trade. This was a one in a million shot. This should have never really happened. And so for the fact that it did happen, once again, I'm, I'm taking this sort of delicate situation and putting my best into it. And so you're really seeing somebody today that is very satisfied with what we have built and the sort of people that I've surrounded myself with. Okay, awesome. That, that was great. There was uh, tons of knowledge in there. Um, share, let us know one more time how, how we can reach you if, they, if we want to work with you. Of course. My website is Costa Rica's call center.com. You could Google me. I'm everywhere. Shoot me an email at CEO at Costa Rica's call center.com. And as I say, I cannot wait to promote this show on all of my networks because Davron, you've been very generous with your time. And in fact, your, your audience doesn't know how hard you work on this because you and I communicated multiple times prior to this podcast today. And your audience should know how professional you are and how you communicated with me and how you set up your podcast. And so I'm very impressed. And when I listened to your work before, it inspired me enough to reach out to you. And so I, I really, once again, can't thank you enough for the amount of time that we spent today with your audience. And I hope that I shared ideas that will give them their job stability and their growth. Appreciate it.